All right, everyone. Before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Competing with friends in fantasy doesn't stop at the final whistle. And on Champions Round, you can take your fantasy game to the next level since they are the micro-fantasy sports platform. Champions Round is the only round-based fantasy sports game with four to six week long fantasy competitions. So they break up the season into small chunks, giving you more chances to draft the perfect team and of course, to win. You can do your mock drafts, play PPR, play with friends, with family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app right now and use code DQ when you download. This is very important. It's very important. Use code DQ when you download because if you do, you get $22 free. And that's $22 like the king, Derrick Henry. Download the Champions Round app on the App Store or Google Play Store to play today. All right. And now let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. And um, welcome to the pod, the person who vanquished our number one seed in our fantasy league, uh, Michelle Santucci, a.k.a. QB Sneaky. Welcome to the show. You um, you took down the number one seed. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. I told y'all I was going to do it, and I did. And I'm going to thank um, C.D. Lamb, Dearness Johnson, <laughs> uh, Buffalo's defense um, for outstanding performances that allowed me to kick some ass last week. It felt good. Mm. I'm not in first. He's still nine and one, and I'm seven and three. But yes, you know what? Mm-hmm. There was no way he could have gone to ten and zero. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. This is all. Here's the thing to say to the listeners right now, because obviously now now is the time of the season if you haven't already committed to either you need to win and so you are honing in on your strategy or you're you're feeling defeated so you give up on your strategy or you're indifferent. Maybe, you know, you don't want to give up fully. You're not ready to let go, but you're also not ready to kick it into high gear. This is the time of season where winners and losers are decided for playoffs. <laughs> That's where we are right now. Oh, That's where we are. Hey, I'm I'm st- look, I'm glad I got out to a hot start. I'm glad that I had Derrick Henry mm-hmm. on my team. I'm glad I pulled out a win last week because I will say still with the Derrick Henry injury and the Kareem yes. Hunt injury, fingers yes. crossed Kareem Hunt's coming off that IR after the bye week, but my running back game is so weak and our our waivers are so dismal so that bad. I'm like I'm I'm having like a semi freak out because I'm in a good position to make the playoffs, but I gotta like keep that going and then try to win in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I'm really it's like really difficult. I'm grasping a little bit at straws. We'll talk about it a little bit in start sit, but our our I waivers are dismal at this point. And man, I'm I am desperate for Kareem Hunt to get off the IR because Derrick Henry ain't coming back till January and oh it's been tough everybody's in my, down. It's tough in my running back position right now. Thank like I said, uh, uh, the Academy would like to thank C D Lamb for an excellent, excellent performance last week. Thank you for helping me win my game. 
sir. I'm very glad for you. I mean, I we may be flip-flopping these, but before we do just one thing with me, um, I, I, like it's hard out here for fantasy. There are so <laughs> many injuries. So many injuries. Like I woke up after the Packers game this past weekend and seeing Aaron Jones is out of commission, like what do I now what do I do? Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm panicking. You're the I'm one panicking. that dropped AJ Dillon a couple weeks ago, aren't you? I am the one who <laughs> dropped AJ Dillon. And, I mean, look, this is <gasps> look, I had this a little bit of a revelation this week because in our league I'm seven and three. And in my other league, I'm three and seven. And it's not like I'm doing anything different. It's just you're dealt with a different deck yes. of cards. You have Lots a different a different hand of cards. It depends on, you know, and it's just, you know, like, I mean, pretty much, I was going to say 90%, but actually like 100% of this is out of your control. You're not on the field. You're not playing. Like the only thing you can control in fantasy football is doing your research, which even sometimes that means... You're doing right now. I'm trying to do right that, now. but it doesn't mean it's going to be Not you, right. the listener, the listener. The You're listener. right, the listener is. I am too. I'm doing my research every time we do this show. You are. That's true. And then the only other... The only time you could really get mad at yourself as a fantasy mm-hmm. coach or team owner, the only way you could really get mad at yourself is if you make a bad start-sit. That's the only thing you can you can get mad at. Or you drop. Know? Like, or, Starts it, drop. True. And, and so it's just, but I just had this revelation when I was looking at it. I'm like, damn, seven and three, that feels good. And then I go to my other team and I'm like, this team looks so much better on paper, but I'm three and seven. So I know. what the hell's going on? I know. I know. And that's kind of why I'm like, this is what winners and losers are made of. Like, just stay Focus. Stay Keep attentive. Keep going, because you never know what could happen. Look, we're we're a few weeks out from from playoffs starting to get going. Depending on your league, like mm-hmm. you know, maybe you only need just a little quick win streak, two, three in a row. Like you don't have yes. to win ten straight, but if you can get a couple good ones, you know, in in the next few weeks, and buys are starting to come to an end, and you know, it's but it is. Fantasy football, man, it's like a drug. It is addicting, and you can't control yes, it. it is. And sometimes you feel really good. Sometimes you feel really bad. But for the most part, we feel really good, which is why we do this show. Because I truly right. love it. Well, um, we do feel really good when we do this show. I think we should also feel really good about ourselves, um, which is, I mean, it really, it, this is going to lead into my just one thing. So before I do this... Can I do this? Can I talk? Can I do my just one thing? Of course you can. Yeah, we're, let's do it. Okay, so if there is anything that is certain in this life, it is not fantasy football. <laughs> it's also not Survivor, like a pick'em. And oh. if, if any of you, so this is my just one thing for this week, because I feel really, really like, surprisingly, <sighs> shockingly good about uh, our Survivor League. And for those of you who don't play Survivor, for those of you who don't play Pick'em Leagues, it's very simple. You have all the teams in the league, and over the course of the entire football season, you choose one team every week, use them, you lose them, and you try to survive as long as you can without a loss. It's, you need a winning record. It is exhilarating. I am so glad you made me do it this year because I've never done it before, and it is exhilarating. I love it. It is. It is. And it's also, I I love fantasy football. This is not disparaging. 
But the thing about Survivor and you and I, the reason that we're talking about this is because you and I have partnered on a number of picks in this league, and we are left right now in the top in the top nine of 600 plus people. Top nine in week 11. We are one of nine picks going into week 11. And of the strength of our picks left <laughs> for the rest of the season, we are number one. We are the number one power ranking, baby. We Our power ranking is the highest. So first of all, I'm going to flex on all of the fucking haters. And hello, <laughs> we have made it. It's just the two of us. And... um we have done some really good picking. So this week, I would say, what I wanted to do for this Just One Thing is to put us on the spot <gasps> oh, and talk for a little bit oh, gosh. about who we are picking in our Survivor League for week 11. And this could, I've done some research on this. You've done research for the rest of the episode. I've done research on this. We could win this week. We could. Is you that, want to know why? Is that is it like you're better at math than I am? Like, is there actually a chance that we could win this week? There is. Shit. There is a strong chance we could win, oh but God. it is very risky. I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> and I sent you a, an article from uh, 5:38 this morning. So <clears throat> basically, I'm sweating. We are the only team in the Survivor League who has not picked the Bucks. Strategically, strategically, strategically so because we knew that their strength of schedule was the best for the season and we wanted to hold on to them as long as we could, knowing that their That's probability right. of winning games was much higher than others. That's right. So we have used a lot of picks, but we have held the Bucks. Last week we used the Bills because we wanted like to lock in a win. Amen for that. They crushed the Jets. Amen for that. Thank God. Uh, thank God we didn't pick the Bucks last week. Whew. But we we locked in. We we have the Bucks, which of the nine teams, we are the only one. And the two, almost the only two guaranteed wins, guaranteed in air quotes, are the Bucks versus who are they playing? Oh God! You don't even know. Uh, That's scary. The Giants. No, it just slipped. It, I just feel like I, I had a senior moment. I was like, you did research. <laughs> it was coming out of my mouth, and I was like, oh my. God. The Giants. They're, the Bucks play the Giants on Monday Night Football. Yeah, so that's one of our options. And then the second, like, guaranteed win, if you look at the spread, is the Titans versus Houston. Tighten up. I, everyone else in the league has the Titans. So I would gather that if they are not idiots, they would put their money on the Titans. Because everybody, which means everybody's been picking whoever plays Houston, as we've said on this show many times. Now, the question is, Michelle, it's one of those two teams. There's no other option. I know. So the three scenarios here are, and sorry, I'm, t- I'm going to take up most of this episode with this because it's so interesting. It's fine. But it's still, it's the, still three, football. the three options are we go with the Titans and if we, or actually, sorry, let's go with the Bucks first. Let's do Bucks scenario. Okay. We go with the Bucks. Everyone else goes with whoever they go with. Yeah. Let's say they all go with the Titans or some derivation of a a less pick Mm -hmm. or like a less likely win. And then we win alone because no one or we lose alone because no (laughs) one else can go Bucks. I thought that's the first scenario. We're the only team left that can pick the Bucks. You're sure. Yes. Okay. 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 God, this is so stressful. Okay. 
We are the only team that have not picked the Bucks. Got it. Second scenario. We pick the Titans. And everyone else picks the Titans. And we all default and we go on to week 12. That's scenario two. But week scenario 12, three. Week 12 is yeah. a really hard week. I know from looking ahead, week 12 is a really, really hard week to pick. Well, we can talk about that. Why is it a hard week? Because if you look at all the matchups, which I have been doing, the 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 largest spread that they're showing right now is seven, which is pretty close. There's no like, in my opinion, week twelve there are there are not very many like definitive winners of the teams that we have left available to us to pick from. So maybe that influences our strategy, which leads me to scenario three. And scenario three is we pick the Titans and not everyone picks the Titans. Everyone's going to be on the Titans to try to survive. It's like you just don't not take the Titans against Houston. If like... If you're a math person, that would make perfect sense. Well, I am not a math person. Is option four that we just like close our eyes and pin the tail on the donkey? Because now I'm so stressed out about this. <laughs> no, it's possible, no, it's not. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do it's that. It's possible, but I'm going to eliminate option four immediately because I think we pick <laughs> either the Bucks or the Titans and that leaves us with three paths. What do you think? I am very grateful for you for breaking this down. I am very grateful for you for sharing uh, some of this information. I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous. I haven't been this nervous all season. I just want to win. I just want it to be done. I know. Just think think about it. By the time the listeners are hearing this, we're recording this on Thursday. The Bucks game is happening right after we record, and we will have made a decision. No, the Bucks game is happening on Monday night. Oh my God, I'm a senior. You are. I? You're really, you're struggling. I think you got, you got doing too much math problems on your brain. Yeah, I'm more of a math gal now, you know? <laughs> Man, I don't know. This is, this is a, this is tricky. This is a tricky situation for us. Well, this is the decision at hand. There's three, what's that Robert Frost poem? Uh, there's three, there's two dovetails that in a broken wood, you know, a, 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 <laughs> Wow. She's a mathematician and a poet, ladies and gentlemen. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I have no, uh, no clue what you're talking about. All right. Well, let me just make my point and then we can actually talk about uh, Robert Frost. Sorry, everybody. Uh, this is just going to be the episode today. This is Kate's very, like, very elongated just one thing. Are we surprised? No. But it's still tangentially slash all about football, so that's really all that matters. Yeah. The road not taken. Okay. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. You know, that's that now I know what you're talking about. Yes. And sorry, I could not travel both and be one traveler long. I stood and looked down one as far as I could go to where a bent in the overgrowth. So we are on the trajectory of the road not taken. We can pick a road and we're going to see if it pays off or we're going to look back and wish we took the other road. Thanks, Robert Frost. (laughs) Thanks. I hope I hope Robert Frost helps us win like five G's. (laughs) Honestly, I never thought we would be 15 minutes into the show and be talking about poet Robert Frost. Should we talk about football? Me neither. Let's get back on the road to football. We like that road. Uh, The road most traveled. The road most traveled. I'm going to blow through some noteworthy injuries really quickly because I'm sure you've heard these names already and it's making you shake in your boots. Apologies. 
Julio Jones on IR, Aaron Jones out, Cordell Patterson out, although that game is happening already. You've that, you've already missed that one. But Alvin Kamara injured. Elijah Mitchell, keep an eye on him, broken finger. He's definitely on the on the uh, uh we're a little it's a little scary with him this week. He may play. If he plays, he's probably going to be limited. He played, he did some practicing but non-contact. Keep an eye on Elijah Mitchell. Uh, keep an eye on DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. DeAndre still not seen at practice. Kyler Murray just starting to get into pa- practice. Dallas Goddard concussion protocol. Cole Beasley hip injury. Hollywood Brown thigh injury. Some of these guys are definitively out. Some of them are not. All names that are probably in your starting lineups on a regular basis. So just keep an eye on all of them. Last but not least, two bye weeks this week. The Denver Broncos and the Rams. The Rams probably take a lot of viable guys out of your lineup. The Staffords, the Daryl Hendersons, um, maybe maybe uh, the Cooper Cups. Those guys are not in your lineup this week. Those are some pretty notable names. Um, woo! So that's a lot to think about, which means we've hopefully got some pretty interesting uh, starts and sits to run through this week. All right, with no delay, let's get into Week 11 Start and Sit. All right, so now we're kicking off, and uh, oh, wow, what a fun pun. Let's <laughs> kick off. Uh, let's kick off week 11 starts it. As usual, this segment, the show, is sponsored by Champions Round, and Champions Round is your four- to six-week micro-fantasy app for fantasy sports. Um, you can download Champions Round on the App Store. If you don't have the App Store, then you can download on Google Play. And you can use code DQ, that's DQ as in Draft Queens, because you can get 22 free bucks, as in Derrick Henry's number, uh, to go in there and start betting a little bit. So we've made some big bets on this show already. We have bet on potentially either the Bucks or <laughs> the uh, Titans this week for our Survivor League, but we have a lot of big bets to make, Michelle, for who we are starting, and who we're sitting. So let's talk about the starts. Now, as we get into running backs, the first and foremost, which I'm feeling really hard right now, is the RB2 behind Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. He is an ab... He looks amazing. He has tree trunk legs, and he is no longer the number two to Aaron Jones. So A.J. Dillon, number one start this week. Yeah, uh, this that Aaron Jones news was kind of devastating and somewhat shocking, I feel like. And so um, I know that you have talked a bit about A.J. Dillon in the past. Uh, that is an unfortunate drop for you, for those that have not <laughs> have not uh, dropped ago. him. Have not Oops. dropped him. You are uh, reaping the benefits of that right now. He has definitely stepped up to the plate um, and is definitely a play in your lineup this week. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, as is, you know, there's, I, we just went through an injury report, but luckily there are some people who are coming back slowly but surely. I know that Nick Chubb is coming back against Detroit. He Detroit sh- looks next level worse yeah. than they have looked all season. Yeah. So Detroit ain't winning very many games. Cleveland needs to be on the up and up here. Uh, Baker's been a bit uh, banged up. Dearness Johnson definitely stepped up to the plate last week, had 99 rushing yards. Um, They're hoping that Nick Chubb is cleared. 
um, from the COVID-19 list. He should be. Uh, we don't know that for a fact while we're recording this, but he's trending in that direction. If he is back in the lineup and this matchup is incredible, you're absolutely playing Chubb. You're very happy that he's back. Yes. I'm reading a lot of different things about Dearness Johnson, and, and the reason I hone yeah. in on it is because I have him in on my team. He's been great with Kareem Hunt being out. He has been extra great when Nick Chubb is also out. And he's been pretty medium when Nick Chubb is back in the lineup. Mm. The thing that I'm sort of scratching my head about this week is Detroit is just so bad that, you know... They're just so bad. Is there there still a world where Dearness Johnson is is decent this week? You know, the thing about Nick Chubb is he's not coming off an injury. He's literally... He's coming off the COVID list. So you definitely have Chubb in your lineup. Dearness has dropped off on a lot, a lot of teams, but this... This matchup is interesting versus Detroit. I'm not saying he's. I, I'm not saying he's absolutely a play. Maybe he's a flex if 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 you're really desperate this week, though. No, I I was gonna. You're taking the words out of my mouth. I think it's a great matchup, and let's be real. I mean, Dearness Johnson has looked amazing as the RB one, but even when it was Chubb and Hunt, still a one-two punch. It's a run yeah, game. That's... It's a run game for yes. I think you're absolutely right. I think that if you... And we're all hurting for running backs right now. It's week 11. Everybody is sitting. Like, everybody's hurt. Everybody's on IR. There's COVID protocol, what have you. People are banged up because these are like gladiators in the ring. (laughs) I think you're right. Dearness Johnson is a start for your flex. For your flex. Could be a good start. I agree. Um, So we mentioned Alvin Kamara. Uh, he was out with a knee injury last week against the Titans. That is devastating for the Saints, which have already been going through a ton of issues over there. Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. you know, yep. Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. Yep. There's been so many issues. Kamara has been sort of their knight in shining armor. And now him going down for week 10 and possibly for week 11 is definitely not great. He didn't practice in uh, today, a.k.a. in Thursday's um, practice session. So he's he's downgraded right now. It's not looking very good for him. That said, a couple of weeks ago, Mark Ingram made his return to New Orleans and has been amazing. I think he's now officially taken over as like the leading rusher for New Orleans. He had a large stint of his career was there. Now he's back. He stepped back up. And frankly, Kamara trending down means Ingram's got to be like right at the top of his game. And I think he's totally willing, able, and ready to do that if if he needs to play in the number one spot again this week. This is like a success story, if I've ever heard one, for some of the older players in the league, you know? Like, we had the same high hopes for Adrian Peterson that didn't play out. Right. But Mark Ingram in New Orleans, really a great scenario. I'm thrilled it's working out. And especially, to your point, with like all of these key players who have been knocked out of the league essentially so you're relying on mark ingram and then your wide receivers like your marquez calloways like it's very it's it's nice to see that it's working out for them but i hope that it can stand because they've had a lot of losses over the years and uh especially with drew Brees retiring i don't know i i have I'm hopeful for the Saints, but we'll see how it works out for him. Yeah, I like I like Mark Ingram. I think the Saints are in a bit of a tricky situation, but I I like Mark Ingram, especially knowing Kamara, uh, you know, is yeah. uh, is is trending out this week. So, um, I think that's a pretty good look at running backs. Unless, did you have anyone else? Or you want to go over to quarterbacks? 
Well, I just have a really exciting anecdote to share with you for quarterbacks. All right. I used my waiver claim this week in not Draft Queens League, my oh, other league. Okay. Uh, and I picked not, up Russell Wilson, so not, I was very excited. If it's not Draft Queens League, does it even count? No, it doesn't. If uh, yeah, exactly. If a bear shits in the woods, <laughs> is anyone there to hear it? No. Um, this bear took Russell Wilson. Oh, that didn't go well for you last week, did it? Um, I didn't play him. He just came off of waivers today. So I am starting him this coming week. But I also had Carson Wentz, Michael Pittman stack. So I had been very. We like that. You like that? We like that. We like doesn't except for week 10. Correct. Correct. I, you don't like that in week 10. So Russell, like it in week nine, Russell Wilson's really interesting. I had him, I have him in my, again, non, non DQ league. So it doesn't even count, but, um, I had him, he's in, been in my IR for quite some time. Finally came out, thought he was, I thought he looked decently sharp in terms of like, he was getting the ball out. He was moving, he was throwing. He just was very off target. He was rushed a lot. Um, and, and therefore just didn't complete the passes that I think he normally would, but all in all, I thought he looked pretty good. He was a terrible play last week. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tough matchup this week against Arizona. I think it's going to be a a big defensive game. Um, so, uh, you know, great to have him back, but he, uh, he ain't cooking quite yet. I don't think. Not yet. He needs time to, uh, get the burners going, but luckily there are certain people who do have the burners going. And I know that one of them is Mac Jones. Uh, he is doing good things. Yeah, he's, he's doing well. So so basically, you know, by the time you're listening to this show, he's already played. I just had to literally call him out to be like, good yeah. on you, Mac Jones. You've been crushing it. So uh, if, you know, by the time you're listening to this, you know how good or bad he did. But I think the guy's been on fire. Mm-hmm. And I love the Thursday night football matchup we're going to watch tonight. Um, you know, for him. So it, it was just a quick shout out to say, go you, Mac Jones. You have been killing it. And speaking of Mac Jones, uh, someone that used to be uh, on the Patriots and uh, Mac, former. Mac Jones put him out of a, uh, a job is Cam Newton. Big news last week, Cam Newton signing back in Carolina. Cannot believe he actually played and scored and crushed it last week. I snagged him off the waivers in my other league. I didn't play him because I didn't think he was going to get any looks. He was out there. He looked great. It was explosive. It was exciting. Um, And he's back. And I think it's going to be, I think he really becomes like an immediate start in fantasy leagues at this Mm. point. Yeah, I, I I hope that's the case. I'm excited that the only thing that gives me the curve towards him being a start versus a sit is that he knows the Carolina offense. That is key. There's a lot of pickups on the waivers, new signings, you know, uh, of folks who Deshaun Jackson is a perfect example before we get into wide receivers. But Deshaun Jackson is a great example with the Raiders last week. You can't count on him as a start. But Sim, Cam Newton, because he did, I mean, Deshaun didn't know the offense and Cam Newton does. Yeah. Cam Newton knows the offense and being back in Carolina, they need him and CMC and all the likes. I think it's going to be really great, which is an amazing piece of news for DJ Moore. We're going to wide receivers. Yep. DJ Moore 
and Robbie Anderson. How yeah. do you feel about them as starts? I just feel like the stock has gone up on all of these guys, right? Like DJ Moore has been having a great season. You've probably been playing him for most of the season. He's had some ruts, but it's not really his fault. Him and Cam Newton, the connection's already there. CMC, same thing. He's been out. He's been injured, but now he's got, you know, Cam back. Uh, and Robbie Anderson has been pretty much a flop since the very early weeks of the season, but there's a connection between him and Cam, and that makes all yes. the difference in the world. And so I think the value of both of these guys has gone way up now that Cam's back and he's going to be in the starting lineup this week. DJ Moore, you're definitely playing. Robbie Anderson could be a good waiver wire pickup, could be a good flex play. Maybe you have Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup ain't playing this week. You need mm-hmm. someone in your flex. Maybe it's Robbie Anderson. I like the fact that Cam is back there. I was excited to see him sort of get rolling last week, and I think that it just... I think it just trends up for him. You know, I think he probably feels like he's got a lot to prove, um, which is a good thing and a good motivator. And, Mm. you know, the, the other piece of the puzzle here is, you know, they're playing Washington. And yes, I know that Washington somehow beat the Bucks last week. I don't really know how that happened. I have a feeling it's something with the Bucks coming off of bye that they shouldn't have lost that game. But Mm -hmm. traditionally speaking, Washington's not good. They're not good against the pass. I just, I like this matchup a lot. And I'm, I'm kind of like all ships rise in Carolina with Cam, mm-hmm. with Cam Newton coming back. I really hope that that's the case. Like I really, really, really do. Um, and I think it could be the case. They were there at the beginning of the season. It just, that was also when, yeah. you know, Sam Darnold was looking good. He looked great. So the team's there. It's there. And CMC's back and it, I feel good. Carolina's got a pretty good upward trajectory. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, value up. Um, a guy that we don't talk about because the value of his mm. team is basically abysmal because you don't play, you pretty much don't play anyone in fantasy that's on the Houston Texans. With the exception no. of Brandon Cooks. Singularly accepting. Singularly accepting Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. He's been amazing this year. He is their guy. He is the only guy. I feel bad for him. I'm sure he wants to get traded. That team is just in in shambles. They play the Titans this week, as we've talked about. I definitely expect the Titans to win this game. However, I did read a stat that said the Titans have surrendered a league-worst 29 fantasy points per game to receivers. So, if you have Brandon Cooks, he is worth putting in your lineup. Do I think Houston's going to win this game? No, but I think Brandon Cooks is going to get the looks, and I don't think Tennessee is, or I don't think, I know clearly Tennessee is not great Mm -hmm. at stopping Mm -hmm. the pass game. So Brandon Cooks, he's in your lineup this week. We don't talk a lot about Houston Texans other than playing playing teams and people against them, but we're going to throw them a bone today and talk about Brandon Cooks. You know, I got to be honest, I'm thrilled to hear that because he has been the only redeeming quality for me for the Texans and I've been holding him the whole season similar to I mean he's performing markedly better than Allen Robinson but he's one of those you know like you just get stuck with some of these wide receivers and you're like oh my god like their team isn't so good their quarterback's not so good their offensive line isn't so good Brandon Cooks is one of those people but against Tennessee it's kind of a no-brainer. I hope that it actually works out for him. Yeah. I really do. That's a great, great, great call. Yeah. 
Um, a couple other pass catchers. We'll, we'll go into tight ends over here. Um, I like Mike Gusecki against the Jets this week. I think that the Dolphins need a little bit, you know, a, yeah. an extra oomph. I think this could be a good week for Tua. Therefore, I think it could be a good week for Gusecki. That's kind of his go-to guy. Um, I really like Dalton Schultz versus Casey. I just think this whole, mm-hmm. I think Dallas yeah. Casey game is going to be a shootout. Like, like it's just. I can't wait to watch this game to be honest. Because if you think about it, like the Cowboys crushed last week, their offense have been ex- has been explosive. Casey's yep. offense is definitely starting to show signs of life again. You've got yep. Trayvon Diggs, who's been like an interception maniac for Dallas. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that pans out against Patrick Mahomes, who's thrown far more interceptions this year than mm-hmm. he has in the past. So that's all to say I think that's going to be a really, really fun and exciting game to watch. I like Dalton Schultz. Casey's not good against um, the tight end, and they're obviously going to have to keep a very close watch on Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. So I, mm-hmm. I like Dalton Schultz in uh, in this game versus KC. And then my last pass catcher, George Kittle. He's back. And frankly... San Francisco is starting to look a little better the way that they should look. I liked what I saw last week. Debo Samuel's a beast. George Kittle's back and yeah. looking good. Uh, I think they've been a lot of this, a lot of the back and forth of Jimmy G, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Jimmy G, like Jesus Mary, like you got to like kind of settle it down. And I think Jimmy stepped up last week and looked really solid. He was zipping the ball in there. And um, I like, I like George Kittle. He's back and, and I think things are starting to click in San Francisco, uh, we'll talk a little bit. Are we? Will mm. we talk about this? Yeah, we. I'll talk about this a little bit later on in my sneaky stash. But they yeah. are they are starting to establish a run game again there as well, which is good because the, the the offense or the defense is now going to be keying in a little bit on their run game, which you know should open some stuff up for George Kittle. So mm-hmm. those are my those are my hot takes on the uh, on the tight ends for this week. I really like it. I'm I really really like it. Because I have been toying with tight ends to start versus tight ends to sit. But we will get there because we got to sit some people. We can't play everyone. Nope. Um, namely, <clears throat> I I can be the first to talk about this because I made this move for my <laughs> pickups. And now it's been an immediate sit. <laughs> and you got to hedge your bets I really thought Adrian Peterson for the Titans was going to be a hard start, maybe after a cu- maybe a week or two, but after a couple weeks, we're in week 11. It's not seeming to progress in any sort of way. Um, it is Houston that they're playing, so that's one thing to consider. The other thing to consider is that McNichols is sitting, but overall, anyway, it doesn't really seem to matter. I I don't think I can start Adrian Peterson in my own lineup. I know it's kind of tough. Like you like you said, Jeremy McNichols is, is in concussion protocol. Things are not looking good for him. It seems like they're trending towards using Deonta Freeman, much uh, Foreman, sorry, Deonta Foreman, much more in that game. It doesn't mean AP's not going to get looks, but I just think he's going to be like hyper touchdown. Um, you know, uh, dependent and yeah. I, again, it depends if you, if you've got someone that's hurt or on by, maybe you're in an Aaron Jones situation. And like, so unless you're in need of playing AP, I would avoid him. I think Deonta Foreman's going to get more of the looks there. AP might pull up on a one yard touchdown. If that's what you're looking for, then you'll get a couple of points, but he's, I don't see him, you know, getting, uh, the, the, the long breakout, you know, runs this week. <laughs> 
I get it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. against Houston. I feel, you know, normally we would say the opposite, but he just hasn't proven to be the guy that they're they're going to. I don't really think that he is. So I think that is the exact right assessment. And the only situation in which I would start him is in, unless like you are fully flush out of options right. for RB1s and strong RB2s. If you need a weak RB2, somehow their RB1 for this moment is a sit. So I totally agree with uh, Adrian Peterson. Now, an interesting question, I guess, that we're led to is, do we start another potential RB1 coming back in Saquon Barkley on the Giants? Or do we start Booker, who was formerly his, I guess, his, his predecessor in yeah. this sense? When, What do you think? I don't like either one of them this week. You know, I, I think Saquon, we've seen way too many stops and starts. You don't know if he's healthy. Tampa Bay, yes, they lost last week, but you know what? Their run defense is still one of the best in the in the league. That's right. Yes, uh, it, that doesn't change. I understand they lost, but you know, uh, uh, it, I don't know how healthy Saquon is. I don't know that Booker is the greatest running back anyway. And they're they're look, they're playing back in Tampa Bay this week. They got embarrassed last weekend. I don't think they're going to lose this game at home against the Giants. Um, I don't think so. Either. And I just, I, I just don't. I don't think these running backs are going to be able to stand up to the Tampa Bay run defense. So I don't like either one of the Giants running backs this week on Monday Night Football. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, here's one of the um, <laughs> the telltale signs. Have you ever been told, like, the telltale signs of a psychopath? You continue to do the same wrong thing over and over and over again, and you feel no guilt. And uh. so I feel this way about... <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Okay. Do not start him. Do not start anyone on the Giants. Do not be a psychopath. Do not, Just don't. Do not be a psychopath. Oh, we've really taken That's this how I feel to about the next. It. We've really taken this to the next level. Um, yeah, sure. If if by that's defi- if that's what it is by definition, that's the definition, then don't start Saquon Barkley. <laughs> if you start Saquon Barkley, you are a psychopath. And have a good week eleven, everyone. Oh my God! All right, let's transition into quarterbacks. Let's get away from the psychopath conversation here. Psychopaths to quarterbacks. So, yes, let's go. So we taught. We've been talking a lot about Carson Wentz, and he's been on fire lately. He's been in your lineups. He's been performing really, really well. They do take on um, a, I believe, a pretty tough, you know, um, defense this week. And so I'm a little bit nervous about uh, where that lands this week. How, how, are, how are you feeling about that? You, you have Carson, do you not? I do. I do. I just feel a little bit cold on him given, you know, like I dropped him. So oh, you if did? that's indicative. Wow. I did. Oh, man. I picked I up Russell Wilson and oh. I dropped him. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, not that he hasn't been anything but solid enough. So if you have been knocked out of, depending on how many people in your league, for us it's a 12-man league. Um, if you have 12 people in your league, he is like number 13 to 16, you know? Like he's definitely the second tier yeah type quarterback. I didn't want him anymore because Russ popped up, but he's he's not a bad option. Now, that being said, this week, he's playing Buffalo. Yeah, like, that's, he will not play well. That's, There's no chance. That's my fear. I think be, I think Carson Wentz owners need to be 
be aware of a possible bust this week. Spoiler alert, I'm going to say the same thing about T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman versus Buffalo as well. Their defense is extraordinary. Uh, They're just amazing. They've been amazing week in and week out this season. Um, And so I would just say beware. I hate to say to sit a Carson Wentz or even a Michael Pittman who's been so great this season. Um, But beware. And if you have a player, you know, if you have a quarterback that has a better matchup, I recommend that. I definitely agree. And, you know, I've been struggling with quarterback and, frankly, wide receiver, which we'll get to. But I've been struggling with this all week because it feels like a difficult position to field right now. Um, I agree with Carson Wentz's take. Now, here's a question for you because a lot of people are are hot on Taylor Heineke. How do you feel about his matchup against Carolina D? I think he's been great considering, considering, uh, you know, like I think he's done very well. Um, He definitely has a lot of ability. I think Carolina defense has also been really, really solid and they are riding this upward Cam Newton wave right now. And I think there's going to be a lot of just, I think it's just going to be electric coming from Carolina. And so I think if their defense continues to play at the level they have been and maybe even step it up a little bit, I think, Taylor Heineke's going to struggle this week for sure. Again, yeah. if he's your number one guy, that's kind of frightening to begin with. Um, but again, maybe you're in a you know situation like he. Yeah. I would really only play him in like a super flex situation. But for the most part, I'm I'm sitting Taylor Heineke this week. Yeah, yeah, I I would too. And also, I know it's tempting. Like he is definitely on your waivers, and a lot of the headlines right now say. Can the Washington football team use Taylor Heineke to beat the Panthers? I think the answer is no. I think the answer is no. And I think it's going to be, you know, I will say I have Scary Terry in my lineup. And and it's just not as clean as I thought it would be this season. So he's a sit from me too. Yeah. Uh, Looking at pass catchers, I sort of uh, mentioned this already for the wide receivers. Beware of T.Y. Hilton. He has been like the glass man, as you said. Yes. A glass man playing against the Buffalo defense is a very scary proposition. So I don't love Ty this week, Michael. I mean, Pitt- I'm even I'm even scared of Michael Pittman. I'm even scared of Michael Pittman. I'm going to be honest with you. I just think people need to manage their expectations. This could be a big bust week. Again, it's hard to sit someone like a Michael Pittman, but look at the matchups. I'm I'm strictly saying this because of the matchup against Buffalo. So be beware of that. Um, the other pass catcher that. Start, sit, do what you please. Oh, no. Start, sit, oh, no. do what you please. But I just feel like I have to say this because it's hilarious. And it's like... I'm scared. I'm scared. So earlier, I... So Antonio Brown did not play last week. Uh, Tampa Bay lost. Mike Evans and, and Godwin stepped up there. Antonio Brown, usually good for, for a handful, you know, of, uh, of catches in a game. However, I'm now reading that there's a report that says... Antonio Brown obtained a fake COVID-19 vaccine card to avoid protocols. Now, I've read that. I've also read that his his uh, agent or whatever Stop. said that, like, he definitely has got the vaccine. I'm just saying. Stop. I don't know. This doesn't necessarily have to do with start, sit. This is just silly and ridiculous. And so Antonio Brown. And it's like. Dude, this is so Antonio you've Brown. Been on su- you've been in such a good place. Like, get your act together. So I suppose this is neither start nor sit. It's just WTF. Just 
just keep an eye on this. I mean, I am wary of how ridiculous the media can be. I know. And I'm also, uh, but I'm also wary of how ridiculous Antonio Brown can be. Like, this is... This is bizarre. This could go one of two fucking ways. It's, Holy shit. It's totally bizarre. Keep an eye on it. I won't say anything else on that front. I just feel like I had to get it out of my system because I was reading about it earlier today. That's a... Wow. Anyway. Okay. Uh, last but not least, a couple of tight ends that maybe you want to sit. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth and I'm not even taking my own advice. However, Darren Waller has, in my opinion, been the biggest bust of a tight end. I drafted him so early. I thought he was going to catch touchdowns every game. This guy's a beast. I read a stat that made me cry a little bit that says he's only topped 60 yards one time since week two. And we're in week 11, and it's making me really mad. And I hate to say to sit him, but if there's someone else that, like, is on fire, maybe a Hunter Henry, I don't know, like, maybe you're looking at replacing him, like, because he's just Mm -hmm. not, he is not performing the way that he should be at all. He's just not. It's not happening. He's scored two touchdowns for the entire season. In my opinion, that is a Huge, huge letdown for Darren Waller owners. I got to tell you, if we're going to wax poetic on tight ends that we are not happy with, I would just like to reflect on week 10, which I cannot believe that TJ Hawkinson had not, not one point, not two points, but zero fucking <gasps> points. Oh, no. A goose egg? That's terrible. Zero. Zero points. And like you said earlier in this episode, the only thing that's coming up this week is they're going to have a tougher time. You know, it's not going to be an easier week for Detroit. No. So Not against Cleveland, D. Not against Cleveland, D, by any means. I am bummed about this. But I, as you're recognizing Darren Waller being a bust, Hawk, it was not a good week. And Jared Goff is has been no help for TJ Hawkinson looking like shit. But there has been balls bouncing off his hands and his chest and his feet. And <laughs> the man could not hold a ball in week 10. So <sighs> I'm thinking about sitting him. Not going to lie. All right. Well... There you have it for week 11 start sits. And before we end this episode, yeah, my sneaky stash of this week. God, I feel like I might have sneaky stashed him a few weeks ago, but now it's coming back Ooh, around. I'm trying, is that a flex? Yeah. Wait, I'm trying to look here and see if I did. No, I didn't do it here. Wait, I'm just looking real quick just to flex on him. Uh, when did she stash him? When did she stash him? No, maybe I didn't say it but i did it anyway my sneaky stash of this week um and it might not even be a stash it might be a plug and play is um jeff wilson jr on san francisco so Mm. he's been out for the majority of the season the backfield in san francisco has been totally fluctuating as we know elijah mitchell has definitely stepped up 
However, he is battling a broken finger. He has been in practice, but non-contact so far this week. If he does get activated for the game this weekend, it is very likely that he's going to get limited reps. They don't want to make this injury any worse. They've had enough issues with injuries in the backfield for the 49ers. Um, And with Jeff Wilson now being healthy and starting to get worked back into the lineup, I think he is a great sneaky stash, but he also could be a really good plug and play this week for you. There you have it, folks. Now, Michelle, I'm not going to put you on the spot and do another 15-minute aside about who we pick for Survivor. Please don't. Please don't do that. Just know that all of this will be taken into account as we move into Survivor Week 11. And uh, as we do move into Survivor Week 11, I hope this is helpful for everyone. Happy Week 11. Go ahead and smash your leagues. Also, smash follow on anywhere, uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever Draft Queens is. Um, but now is the time to get into playoff contention and we hope this helps. So we will see you for week 12, uh, and good luck, bon voyage and goodbye.